0: Jason Lee Podcast. Yo, welcome back for our all-new uh, episode of the Jason Lee Podcast. Now that the bullpen's back, we can get some real clap, clapping in here. We have a small, very, very small, empathetic audience today. They're great people, but, you know, we don't have a lot of space over here. Uh, welcome back to the show. I've been looking at clips of us online. You know, you guys keep calling these my co-hosts, and we, we know who we are. It's like some of you sit next to that trade and don't know who they are. They. See, I'm using the right uh, <laughs> pronoun uh, Marina, as you know, she's the supervising producer of the Jason Lee Show, which actually just is breaking crazy numbers with the Blueface Jaden in interview. And Rob Smith, who's the Vice President of Hollywood Unlocked, as you know, uh, my friend, um, runs all the gay clubs with me. And he's also launching Healthcare Unlocked in Atlanta. Uh, I mean, Miami. Miami.
1: Nice.
0: <laughs> I just decided today that I'm going to Atlanta tomorrow I, we're literally all over the place yeah but doesn't it feel good that all the work we're doing is starting to i mean it's felt good before and it's felt real before but now it's like we can actually feel the texture of the brand and the reaction from the fans and everything
2: people feel the rumble people are reaching out to you begging to be on the jason lee show
0: mm-hmm. it's up. well beggars can be choosers because i'm choosing very wisely I'm, I'm being very clear about where we're going and I, I really feel like as we've grown as a brand as we've grown as a Uh, as a partner because our audience is our partner. You all are the reason why we have a show, and we can see the the growth on our YouTube channel and all our social media. You know, right now, uh, the Blueface interview is doing about 100,000 views a day, and there's so many new people that are discovering the content. I want to tell a quick story, and and I'm going to try not to get emotional because I did get emotional yesterday, partly because I'm on antibiotics fighting this cold. It ain't HIV, just to be very clear. Because, you know, when you look this good and you start to lose weight, people think that you're... Uh, on everything other than ozempic i am on ozempic too <laughs> i got a call yesterday from a friend of mine cheyenne martin cheyenne has been a friend of mine for years uh and i remember calling cheyenne the day one day i wanted to quit and i was like i'm going i'm moving home i'm done i, I this is too much i was probably living at your house sleeping on your couch his couch was not comfortable by oh, yes, any measure, <laughs> um, and. Uh, I was I was over it, and I remember Connor saying I wanted to move home, and I was ready to give up. And she was like, "Are you crazy? Like you 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 have all the personalities, just timing, just timing, whatever. Wait your turn." And of course now I've, I've I'm doing good things, <clears throat> big things, by the way. Um, she calls me yesterday. and She goes, "Do you you know what?" I said, "What?" She goes, "My friend's mom just ordered your course, and she's 70." like four years old or something like that. And I go, no way. She was like, she ordered your course. And I'm like, why? Why did she order the course? And she's like, cause she's been watching you. By the way, she knows that you haven't felt good in the last three days. I hadn't even told Cheyenne I was sick, right? And so I said, really? And she goes, yeah. And and I said, well, um, it, does she want to learn? She goes, she just really loves your show and loves everything that you're doing. And she's built. she just loves what you, you the, the business that you built. And so she wants to learn how to get her own social media going at 74 years old. So I, I kind of got emotional because a couple reasons. One, anytime that somebody shows that they believe I'm valuable, and then not when I hear it from fans or people say, oh, we love this, we love this. But like when somebody says that they want to invest in themselves because they saw me doing something that motivated them it makes me feel away. way but when somebody at the age of 74 who most people would feel like oh i'm too old to do anything or i'm too my time is past," to say i feel motivated to learn something new that made me very emotional and i was like yo that is fucking crazy and so she called her son she called the woman's son on the phone on another phone and i could hear them talking and he and, and i was like ask him if she could make a video for me and then he was like, she ain't going to make no video. Uh, I'll ask her. And so then I said, let her know. I'll give her a book. I'll send her a book or whatever. So they called her and she goes, no, I want to buy his book. I don't want him to send her. I'm going to send her an autograph book anyway. And she's going to make a video for me. But it was one of those things where like, I think the courses that I did, although I believe in them and they're great and people are, I run into people who have ordered them and they've said great things about them. And Rob was very instrumental in helping me pull the courses together. Um, uh, that um, the reason why I didn't really push it is because I didn't feel I was worthy to be seen as an educator. Mm-hmm. And and I think that was a conversation we were having offline is that people see me in the way I've seen them. Like the, the, the shit, we're we about to get into some fuck shit. That's the stuff that y'all <laughs> know and that you eat, that, that you have an appetite for. But there's so many other layers to who I am that, and who this brand is and who this brand has become that I think that um, my own self-doubt or my own my own thing has kind of gotten in the way of being able to reach people like that so i don't know the woman's name i don't know who you are um but i can't wait to meet you i can't wait to see your video i'm going to put her video here in the show so those of you that follow the jason lee podcast uh, on a regular basis you'll be able to see it and uh, make sure i get a book to you but it's just you know another reminder um that you never know who's watching and we don't do this show thinking that all of you are watching, although we see the shady clips that our team puts on Facebook and all of your reactions. And we now know that Rob is more shadier than I.
3: It's not true.
0: Rob no. is more, sh- yeah. Because <laughs> the things that I get accused of being shady of is what comes out my mouth. The things you get accused of sh- being shady of is your reactions and the things that you won't let come out your mouth. You see it in my eyes. Period. Mm. But what, have you guys been hearing from anybody about the show or the podcast?
3: Yes, actually, because you know, I was just in the Bahamas. So, shout out to all the, the, the Bahamian fans who are watching the show, but they all were like stopping me there and saying how much they love the show. So, we, you know, people are watching everywhere. So, your influence is, is it, it reaches places you may not even know.
0: Well, it's our influence um, because <laughs> it's not just me, it's all of us, you know, and the, the bullpen that are here helping to keep this podcast going are doing tons of work behind the scenes uh you know just a little so you know how this operates you know marina gets into all of all the research with ariella on the show all the pre- all the notes all the preparation all the gifting ideas games and then gets into all the editing with the editors so all the notes all the everything it's a lot
2: just this krishan thing i'm gonna need a raise just from that episode lord because it's a lot of notes that i had but great notes mm.
0: You did that. Unfortunately, there's no raises being given out here at Hollywood Unlocked uh, <laughs> and the Jason Lee Show. But, you know, again, like Marina started as a, a, a producer at different shows and now has taken on lots of responsibility. And there's just an opera, you know, we're all learning how mm-hmm. to be great in many different fashions here. And we hold many different hats. But what I love about it is it's exciting to deliver shows for you. It's, desi- it's, it's exciting to deliver the podcast where, you know, when we first built this room, we thought it was just going to be this was the Jason Lee show. In fact, if we took this sign down behind this sign right now, don't take it down. (laughs) because It's heavy as hell. But behind this sign is another sign that says the Jason Lee show. So if we ever do remote interviews, which we're trying to figure out remote sets or stuff like that, we'll start maybe in here or in there, we'll say the Jason Lee show, whatever, but the Jason Lee show, this was the set. But when we got in here, and although we love the set and it's beautiful, and it serves a great purpose for the podcast, we felt like what we wanted to do was bigger, and now when I see it come to life, I'm proud. And when you look at the gagging with Jason Lee set, digital set, and then you look at the set out there, we didn't even plan it. It's identical. Yep. And so, mm-hmm. uh, again, I'm just really uh, proud of everything that we're doing. I'm proud of the audience and, and your support. And as you all know, that those of you that listen to Daily Drop over at Amp Radio, Amp is going away on, December, on uh, October 31st. So our last show is going to be Halloween with DJ Damage and I. But I want to give a special shout-out to him mm-hmm. because DJ Damage has been a writer with the Hollywood Unlocked brand for a long fucking time. And it is so hard to find people who are people you can trust, people who don't want to be in your spot, people who support and believe in you, people you can trust, people that you can confide with. That you, I mean me and DJ Damage have gone through the fire together. So when I did the Daily Drop, I didn't have to have a co-host or somebody there with me, but it but Rob and I we talked about Damage's loyalty and his, you know, his story and how good I feel bouncing ideas off of him and and conversations off of him and so he's been a really good uh, person to partner with but he recently uh has joined the Spideyverse tour which is a whole live version of Spider-Man in the Spideyverse uh I haven't seen yet so I can't tell you too many details but he's on a whole nationwide tour he was just in his hometown of Philly he performed in the place that he used to go to as a kid and watch shows and he posted on his Instagram the feeling of being able to be there performing as a performer in a place where he used to go and watch. And I know what that feeling feels like. And so I reposted him and he was very uh, grateful for that. But you know, I'm mad that we're not able to keep the show moving over on AMP, but we'll find something uh, together. Do you hear from people about the show, the podcast or the show anywhere?
2: the podcast i see it all the time on tiktok because you
0: are
2: (laughs) people always will send me stuff and they're like why do you guys always just look so shady but i'm like it's funny as hell like i really sit here cackling all the time because
3: it's hard to keep a straight face yeah it is well you're gay (laughs) no
0: and (laughs) listen listen um the i keep hearing and kaylin keeps telling me this that uh the makeup artist by the way you gotta follow her instagram um, is that we're big on TikTok. I, I don't open TikTok long enough to see us on TikTok, but I so many kids, so many artists, so many celebrities, people were like, yo, bro, you're viral on TikTok. I never know when I'm going viral. The only time I know when I'm going viral was when Keisha texts me and she says, brace for impact, you're going viral on Twitter or, or X or whatever. Um, but I do see the numbers. One clip of ours on Facebook is like 3 million views. So that's 3 million people watching, people sharing, whatever. So we appreciate the support. And uh, you know I'm filled with gratitude and Adderall today, which is why I'm, I have lots of energy um, and clarity. But I just want to say again, I'm just very humbled. You know, I'm not a, I don't have, I have a creative ego. I don't have an ego in, you know, all of that because uh, to whom much is given, to whom much can get taken away. And I've seen so many people. I've sat in homes with celebrities. I'm gonna go ahead and say one. I sat in the home a long time ago. And, she, and, and I haven't seen her in a long time. I used to be friends, close friends with Don Robinson from In Vogue. And I remember sitting in her house in the hills with her and her cats. And it was so quiet and it seemed so sad because this was a worldwide icon, still is to me. One of the best mm-hmm. singing groups of all time, In Vogue. Phenomenal. And she was so angry with how she had been taken advantage of allegedly, or where she, her, how she had fallen out with all the other girls and how she was, uh, t- Terry's boyfriend allegedly, one of their managers or producer or whatever, t- took all their money and how she wasn't giving anything. And she walked away from the group and you know she's walked away a couple times. And, and her and Maxine were trying to figure out how to be friends and then Maxine ended up leaving the group. And then now it's, the, it's Cindy and Terry and, t- and another girl. Like to sit there with somebody who sold hundreds of millions of records, or whatever, tour the whole world, wore the best fashion, had the best choreography, classy, beautiful, four voices that can sing each individually great, because nowadays a lot of y'all came to sing, It's like two of y'all at most. Um, to see them like lose all that and to sit there and not be happy, I every day wake up and say, I don't give a fuck about being famous, because fame, that drug, once you get the fame and you lose the money and the success, but you famous. You can't go to a grocery store without people taking pictures. And the pictures are just going to go on Instagram and Facebook making jokes of you. Like now she's isolated. You don't see her. She's not out. And, you know, I've lost contact with her. I think she moved to Vegas or whatever. And I used to really love that girl. Um, I, I don't want to be that. And, and I also don't wanna be so in my own way that I'm not able to continue to see you who show up for me every day. So I, I appreciate you. And those of you that uh, help us go viral, I don't know what you do to make us go viral. Just keep doing it, keep sharing, uh, cause we're gonna keep talking. Uh, we posted a clip on my Instagram today of the conversation we had here about Jennifer Hudson. And we were just in the office right now getting ready for today's show. In that clip that I posted on my Instagram,
4: uh, this is the clip.
5: First of all, Jayhude has support
6: everything. Don't support each other.
4: That we should love about her, she has a great voice. She's been an underdog. She had a family slider. We should love all that, but
1: she's a little bit illiterate, and no. she yeah. Oh and my God, I gotta go, you guys. The views expressed by Lunelle. Her, her personality is boring. She boring.
0: You said she's illiterate. Lola
1: illiterate. Oh, my God. Next you ever listened to her? Uh, no. And her theme song sounds
0: and like missionary tally. church. Wait,
1: wait, hold God on, hold on, wait. Don't
4: knock that drink over. Y'all don't, at least.
1: Y'all okay. my ass, Lunel don't have no cup on that table.
4: <laughs> you broke it.
1: Yeah, you did break it, Lonelle. <laughs> okay, broke look. look.
0: Okay, in that clip, you guys were shady as hell. Um, what?
1: How were we? Us? <laughs> we
2: didn't even say anything.
0: <laughs> you did.
2: I did not. Your you reaction, had the most reaction. You did. You
0: See, Marina, she comes from a culture where they're trained to be jurors. <laughs>
1: what is that?
0: Cuz cuz y'all be jurors more than we be jurors. Because black folks be lying about yeah, jurors where you got to sit there and act like you don't oh, think a nigga's guilty. frozen.
2: Well, yeah. I just also like yeah, we're not co-hosts. So I feel like we just are here as moral support for your show.
0: No, but You're we're you're, the gang you're, gang. You're, you're yeah, you're yeah, you're not you're not my co-host or just for moral support now until you got some shit to say about, you know,
2: that part. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Uh, but no, that clip was hilarious, but you know, we were just in the office right now, getting ready to the studio, uh, production studio, getting ready to come in here and do the show. And Jennifer Hudson was on and I said, we should do the mute challenge. Everybody on mute. Cause nobody's trying to hear what she's saying. Uh, now you guys are trying to be straight faced, but in there y'all were actually helping me come up with the logistics <laughs> for that. All right, y'all. Um, Make sure you're subscribed with notifications on to get this fuck shit every week, okay? It's time for the Tea with Jason <laughs> Lee. All right, um, lots going on in the news. Uh, this guy, Jonathan Majors, uh, he's in the news. Now, you know his ex-girlfriend, this girl. By the way, why do people go to red carpets with their hair not combed like this? Like, she don't even look like she belongs there. This girl right here looks like she belongs at some... Some AA meeting or something, I don't know. Anyway, this is his ex-girlfriend. Her name is Grace Jabari. Now, she's the woman who's accusing Jonathan Majors of domestic violence. Remember, there was a whole viral moment we put on Hollywood Unlocked where she said he- Allegedly. Choked her or did whatever he did to her. Well, she's now being accused of assaulting him. And this is seven months after the alleged altercation became public. Now, let me show you a picture of both of them together. Yeah, those spaghetti-strapped shoes, everything about this is wrong and you know what i'm gonna blame i'm gonna you know come here come here come here no let me me, you know what jonathan you usually have a cup in your hand on the red carpet that's his thing where he has a half go back to that photo you put her hand in your hand instead of that cup that brought you the good luck that's where you first fucked up Well, earlier this year, when Grace accused you, Jonathan, of breaking her finger, twisting her arm, striking her in the ear, causing it to bleed during an argument uh, after being arrested and charged for the alleged dispute, Jonathan has continued to say that he he's not guilty of any of that. He even left that white girl for a black woman. So technically he did the reverse Kelsey. (laughs) Facts. Yeah. Okay. he must have read that letter from the ex-girlfriend, dear black girl. Well, either way, he went to Megan Good. And now that he over there in the covenant, is covenant the right word? What's the protection? What does covenant mean? You should know, Protector. Rob. Come on. Damn, you got you the research, you got the computer.
1: <laughs> Damn. What does
0: covenant right there.
2: mean? An agreement.
0: Now that you're in the covenant with, with Megan Good to take her down, <laughs> here we are talking about it because according to the insider on June 21st, the day after one of Jonathan's court appearances, he reportedly spoke with police and told his own version of what actually happened that night. Now, he also filed a counter suit, alleging that his drunk, quote, drunk and hysterical ex-girlfriend scratched, slapped and grabbed at his face, causing pain and bleeding. Now, of course there's receipts and you already know I'm the receipt king, look. These are the photos. Um, These are photos of somebody who was a drunk white girl. You know when they say I'm that I got I'm that I'm white girl wasted. Mm. She was white girl wasted. Scratched his face. By the way, why your facial hair look like um <laughs> <laughs> what's that basketball player that used to play for Oklahoma State? Huh? Kevin Durant. <laughs> Put that picture back up. I see, y'all niggas be having patches of hair and should Just shave it off. If you would have shaved it off, we would have saw more brutality. The bruise right there, and right, the bruise right there in the upper cheekbone would have been more visible. The gash right there. You I'm distracted by the Kevin Durant. What's his name? Kevin Durant. I was gonna say Kevin Garnett. He almost caught a a astray. Either way, <laughs> those are the damages. Now, Grace, she done got locked up. <laughs> We should put Akon's song, like, playing real loud. <laughs> yeah. Don't sing it. We don't want to oh. get, we want to be, be monetized. And we're not even 10 minutes into the show. This ain't get monetized. <laughs> well, either way, um, she's been charged with a misdemeanor assault with intent to cause physical injury and criminal mischief. While Now, there's a judge who refused to dismiss the case against Jonathan, so now we're all getting ready for trial. Well, listen, here's the first trial. You shouldn't have been dating her in the first place. This is a girl who right after the incident went and used your credit card, your American express to go and run up the bar and get more white girl wasted with her friend. While you were getting locked up, put back in jail. And you know, prisons, um, uh, I'm sorry, uh, slavery, Jim Crow prisons. When you went back to the whole thread of prisonry and slavery, she was out running your credit card up. And then, you know, I don't know what to think because on one hand, I want to stand with this black man who is with this, Marina, plug your real quick. <laughs> White girl. <laughs> we love you, Marina. Um, but at the other hand, now it's convenient. You ran back to the black girl and you went back to the, you went to Megan Good, that's black girl. You fought, a, you broke up a fight, randomly was walking down the street and broke up a fight between mm-hmm. some kids. Allegedly. I don't know.
3: What do you think? Does he have a good fixer is, is, you know or what? No, I said from the beginning, this is a black man who was on the rise and the world jumped in line to cancel him before anything even came out. Like when, from the onset of this, I was like, to me, it looks like a girl who was white girl wasted, lost her mind. He defended himself. Not that I'm saying people should hit on a woman, but if a woman starts slapping and scratching and punching, you gotta restrain them. So, and also that video of her in the bar, I didn't see a broken finger while she was digging through that purse for uh, for his credit card. So to me, it was like everybody was ready to jump on the bandwagon. Because Hold on, that I
0: this. got I got some. Okay, I got <laughs> some. I got too many buttons.
3: Yes, and to me, everybody was ready to jump on the bandwagon because she's you know the blonde petite white girl who was dating this big black man. So,
2: and it's not even getting better for his case because there's just an update now that the Manhattan DA made a statement and they're. Officially declining to um, prosecute her. Why? Because there's not it lacks prosecutorial man. But here, merit. here. But
0: here's what I hate right now about cancel culture. You guys have already canceled him. He's already had his day in public court. So, and you know, I'll say this. I don't really watch tons of movies because I'm not. I don't. I just. I. I don't go to the movies because I fall asleep or or I be on my phone. I just. I can't sit there. Right. I did watch Creed three. With him in it. Mm -hmm. It was good. Good. Like him and Michael B. Jordan. I mean, I Mm -hmm. was in like, he's a great actor. The harder they fall was when I first saw him. I was like, yo, this motherfucker is, he's amazing. Right. But y'all be so quick to get in a relationship and seek validation from people that aren't your culture and then run to us when you need cover. And I look, I'm not saying that that's that, but is there not a, training or a conversation with your teams telling you what lies ahead, I'm getting in a relationship with somebody who's not in the industry and I'm preparing them for it. Mm -hmm. So why are people not being prepared? Now, you know, I do hope that he has an opportunity to come through this because I do feel like it's a setup and I do feel like there's this new thing now where like, let me just like embarrass you or press you in the press, make you lose everything, bring you to your knees and then get a quick bag. Now, she may try to come back and, you know, get with him or whatever. And of course, I don't see that happening. But Stop letting these girls fetishize over your penises and get you in these compromising positions. No pun intended. Next story. All right. It's Britney, bitch. She's in the news. Britney Spears and Jada Pinkett are running head and head, neck to neck, book to book, trying to keep us all locked into this madness. Now, I will say, you know, before we even get into the details of what's going on between uh, Britney Exposing all the white artists who love black men. <laughs> Yo. Um, on one hand, we don't know all the stuff going on in Britney's life, so we want to know. Because there was a whole Free Britney movement where mm-hmm. she was locked away from her fa- with her family or from her family for so long that there's so many things we don't know. And so there's like a story to be told. Jada Pinkett and Will Smith have had a very private life for many, many years until the red table started talking. And then Will became a TikToker. And then as, as the Alcina world turned, we started seeing more things. And that layer of that onion that onion started start getting peeled. You know what onion I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, Why are you holding back your laughter? This is I'm, not a show. This is, I need-, he's I need not trying your, to go viral. Again. Listen, it is what it is. Jada's pussy started getting beat open. Okay, do I need to be that bold? Will Smith got a movie called Seven Pounds. Seven years of pussy popping. Now, and you know what's ironic? They want us to believe that Will wasn't with nobody in those seven years. Who were you with, Willie? Nice. That's where the that's real the secret. Tea. That's the real secret. That's where the real secret lies. And I feel. Like, I'm the right person to, like,
3: dig it out. The Will Smith interview will be. You missed that joke. Good. Uh, the dig it out. <laughs> I
0: didn't miss it. Either way. Um, <sighs> let's move right along. No, because now Jada's. But see, what I love about Britney's book is it, it feels like a memoir. Jada's book feels like a tell-all. In my opinion, yeah. it's no a fine line. Yeah.
2: No, that's that's
1: facts.
0: Well, earlier this week, Britney Spears dropped her memoir, *The Woman in Me*, and it's unleashing over 20 years worth of secrets. Leading up to the release, now we've heard all the controversial stuff about the conservatorship with the family, her rocky relationships with mom and dad. Mom is a teacher now because she had to go back to work. How dare you! Um, uh, and you know, what it was like being with Justin Timberlake. Now she hasn't given us his penis size just yet, that may come out in volume two, but she is talking about him allegedly, I'll say allegedly- Allegedly. Cheating on her, Christina Aguilera- uh, Allegedly. Being a mean girl, and the fact that she- Allegedly. Well, she said she had an abortion. I don't think you can allege that. Well, maybe you can, I don't know. Well, either way, she started dating Justin back in 1999. She was only 17 and he was 18. And here's a picture of them when they were, you know, Young Mickey Mousers, well, they were a little older than that. Damn, she was cute. Yeah. He was cute. Yeah, they're cute. They do not look like that anymore. Mm-mm. This is where we should have had a side-by-side. Because he's in a new show over on Netflix called Reptile. I actually watched that twice. The first time I didn't watch it because I was so fucking distracted that I just heard it. I didn't see it. And then the second time I watched it, it was actually really good. But he looks like a really older white man now. And she looks she looks like She looks like Courtney Love. Ooh.
2: And that's nice.
0: Anyway. (laughs) Now, before the release of Britney's memoir, the 41-year-old singer told us that not only did she believe Justin cheated on her with a big-name celebrity, but that she cheated back with choreographer Wade Robson. Wade Robson, if you don't know who he is, he's the person that said Michael Jackson wasn't just playing with monkeys, he was playing with him. This is Wade. Now, I think... And this is my own opinion. Wade is a full of shit liar.
7: Yes!
0: Wade looked like one of the girls. Oh my God. He don't? In that, in that photo for sure. The you frosty. ain't seen, the putting it back test, up? Yes. You haven't seen she in West Hollywood <laughs> no, before? That's, that's all the, that's all the. She geez, be there. And in hope. Bad hair by the way. And Brittany also told us that she got pregnant with Justin's baby and then the abortion because you know, she said he wasn't ready. And she went on to say that she had a, a, a sexual thing with that actor. What was his name? The actor um, that has the sex tape with the black girl. Um, oh, uh,
3: Colin Colin Farrell. Farrell.
0: Mm-hmm. Yes. I saw that sex tape. Now, besides alleging that Justin Timberlake cheated on her and that she had an abortion by him and that Crimea River was flipped because he was the one that made her cry the river cheating on her. She's alleging Allegedly that Justin Timberlake had a black scent, which is when you white, but you got the black accent. But then again, saying black accent, isn't that disrespectful? I think so. Cause that's
1: <laughs>
3: because that's saying we stereotype. What, what does that say we talk like? Hood. That's what they're trying to say. Give me your best version of a black scent. I'm black, so I can't do a black mm-hmm. scent. Right,
0: but you're wa- you're you're <laughs> you're
3: you're white black. I'm not I'm not doing it. I can't do a black scent. <laughs> just just like, you know. <laughs> Just give me one. Don't ask me to do it. He's like, yo, what's up? This is us talking. No, like, no, no. I need more. Give me like a full <laughs> sentence. Give me a full sentence. Uh, let me let me think of a full sentence. I can't even. Why uh... <laughs> Why are you? Why are you...
0: <laughs> just give me a black scent example here. Just read no, this yeah. headline. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I
4: hate, First of all, I hate all of
3: you. Just give us okay. Uh, Britney Spears recounts Colin Farrell's uh, fling after Justin Timberlake slept with her. Six or seven years, you know, six or seven girls. It's that was uncomfortable. It's the it's <laughs> no the sad. octave.
0: No, lower it it for was me. it was the trade version of black scent. Like you gave me straight, you gave me black scent, you gave me like.
3: Oh God, I can't do a black scent. I'm black.
5: I was rooting for you. We were all rooting for you. How dare you? Okay, mm.
3: everyone at the table do a black scent. There. <laughs>
5: oh no,
3: no, because no, every time I talk, you get that. Like
5: it's oh my God. You, you know. I, I,
0: you're okay. educated. You went to FAMU. Well, Britney's, now Brittany's saying that he would put on this black scent for like genuine. Now in an audio version of her book that she's not even speaking in because Brittany's so unavailable and so uninterested in working that she had somebody else go tell her story. And she had Michelle Williams do it. Not the one that's often left out of Destiny's Child text groups, but the actress. Anyway. In her audio, audible, she's narrating the moment that Britney and Justin ran into Genuine in a New York City situation. This is what she said.
8: His band, In Sync, was what people back then called so pimp. They were white boys, but they loved hip hop. To me, that's what separated them from the Backstreet Boys, who seemed very consciously to position themselves as a white group. In Sync hung out with black artists. Sometimes I thought they tried too hard to fit in. One day, Jay and I were in New York, going to parts of town I'd never been to before. Walking our way was a guy with a huge, blinged-out medallion. He was flanked by two giant security guards. Jay got all excited and said so loud, Oh yeah, fo shiz, fo genuine, what's up, homie? After genuine walked away, Felicia did an impression of Jay. Oh yeah, fo shiz, fo genuine. Jay wasn't even embarrassed. He just took it and looked at her like, Okay, fuck you. I think there comes
0: a point in all of our lives where we just have to say no, right? Michelle Williams, let me start with you. Why would you take a job to read that? (laughs) And why would you read it like that? That's when you should have brought in Jennifer Lewis to read that part. You know what I mean? hundred percent. You sounded foolish. (laughs) And Brittany, when you wrote that, you sounded foolish. And Justin Timberlake, if you did that, you are a damn fool. If you talk, I should play that back one more time, but I'm not even gonna give it no more time. Now, if you don't know who NSYNC is because you're of a new generation, there's a lot of people that don't know who NSYNC is. You know I come with receipts, so let's take a look back on some of the pictures with them and some black artists. Here's a photo of NSYNC and Aaliyah. Uh, And this is Q-tip at the bottom now. Aaliyah, beautiful, amazing. Uh, again, I'm not going to really go on hair because everybody here was having a hair moment, but this was the 90s. Was this 90s or 2000s? Probably 2000s, right? Early 2000s, okay. Everybody looked great, um, but that's them, okay. Uh, Justin Timberlake has cornrows. We love it when white people get cornrows. Now, I have a question. Should white people get cornrows?
3: Because cornrows are not for white people. At this point, I feel like it, they can wear them as long as they, like... As long as people understand and respect where it came from, I don't think it's bad to... You can braid your hair. Are cornrows for white people? I think cornrows are just a style, so it can be worn by anybody. And I'm just asking. I
0: don't know the answer to this. I just mm-hmm. I just think, like, when I see white people... Uh, and I say white people because... No. Asians, too. I don't understand why y'all be having cornrows. <laughs> you know, it just...
2: Do you feel like white And
0: Latinos. I don't understand why anybody other than black people have cornrows. Your hair is not even textured enough to hold the braid. And then when you do it, most of your hair is so fucking thin that we can see all of your thoughts. <laughs> so, like, why do you? Am I lying? That's funny. I ain't lying. Oh, I know it's funny. I'm just saying. I don't understand. I know why black people have them. I, I had, my hair is not as thick as it used to be, but I had, used to have really long, thick hair. And I used to cornrow my hair because it was so thick and long that if I didn't, I would have a bush. I would have an afro. It would be a mess. So I had either ponytail or cornrows. That's why I think black people or people of color typically have braided their hair, and not to mention the motherland. Some of y'all don't know what that is. But um, put, put um, look at Justin's hair right there. I can see, I can see your mama thought, your grandma thought. <laughs> I can see you thinking. Look, your face right there said, hey, nigga, Britney just had an abortion. <laughs> Anyway, here's a photo of NSYNC and Cisco and the Wayans brothers. (laughs) Fuck white chicks. This is white niggas. Like, I mean, the whole thing is just crazy. Now, in all fairness, this is on, it looks like a red carpet for an award show, so you're bumping into a bunch of people. But we all know that, you know, just like white folks and, and black artists tend to avoid black media on the red carpet, you can avoid black artists on the carpet if you want to, but clearly they didn't. What do you think of it? Do you think this is just... Britney being Britney, or do you think there's something to be said here that maybe they wanted to be (laughs) wiggas?
2: Oh, my God. Well, I feel like I don't know how this is news. I feel like it's just news because of Michelle Williams saying that. And I wish Britney said it herself, too. But (laughs) it's like when white people wear locks, too. I don't get it. Like, why are you doing that?
3: That's but just I, weird. I don't think it's like he woke up and was like, let me cornrow my hair and put on a bandana. I think he had a team of people around him because they were young okay. making those decisions. But I do think that they were playing into the idea of like, like shrouding them in this black and blackness to get, you know, to raise their popularity and to separate them from the other boy bands. So I don't think it was solely their choice to do this. I think that was part of the marketing around it, them. So Marina, he said bandana. I know.
0: What, what did you think?
3: He did have
1: one
0: on
3: Look, he has one on What were your
0: thoughts when he said the word bandana? Did you have a thought? You didn't?
3: Nope.
0: That story when that man tried to hook up with you and turn you into a gangster. Oh my
3: god. (laughs) First of all, that was a (laughs) do-rag. Same (laughs) shit, same shit. Anyway, we don't need to go there, we need to go there. Okay, social
0: media got a hold of this snippet and had a field day about it. This is what one person said. Oh yeah, for show, for shiz, for shiz Genuine. What's up, homie? The next person said, I gagged when it was revealed who Justin Timberlake was throwing on a black scent for. Then the other person said, not Justin Timberlake putting on a black scent for Genuine. I need to listen to the audiobook. I can see him doing that, especially with those cornrows on his head. This person said, quote, white Michelle Williams doing an impression of Britney, doing an impression of Justin, doing an impression of a black person. This is art. And then the next person said, give Michelle Williams her Oscar for narrating this. The woman in me. And the last person said, Justin Timberlake going full Wigga for genuine is pretty wild. Actually, don't be hating. The fact that we're laughing at this is crazy in itself. Um, Justin, uh, we like Justin, though. So, yeah, we're having a laugh at your expense. Uh, Brittany is making us have a laugh at your expense. Okay. Michelle Williams, you need to put, be put down. You, you should not do another Audible ever. Ever.
2: And, that's why that, uh, that person says she deserved an award. Where? I mean,
0: I mean, an <laughs> I award swear. for not listen. An award for not laughing through that. Absolutely, <laughs> Michelle. You, you. Matter of fact, you gonna get a. Um,
3: I mean, that's what niggas do at the club. Yeah. yeah. There was okay. no black in her black scent though. <laughs> Wait, why is she?
0: That was the that was the potato salad with raisin version <laughs> yes. of Black scent.
2: and it doesn't help that the person who's ghostwriting is a white man too. So it's just like where we want Brittany to say it.
0: Brittany ain't doing nothing. Brittany no. Brittany's not doing nothing. All right, done. Bye. Well, she's back. Jada's not going away. Mm-mm. Jada Jada will. Jada, <laughs> Jada's will to keep her marriage alive is still in the news. Jada Pinkett Smith is still married to Will Smith, as we know for right now. Now, as we all know that she's been out uh, flooding the timelines, the news cycle, social media and everything more than Christian Rock has about dropping this uh, bombshell after bombshell and all the revelations about her life and being married to Will Smith. Now, in this memoir, Worthy, which I've gotten both of you a copy of, and I have a copy of. Did you get your book yet? I didn't get mine yet. It's at my house. Thank you. Um, You know, she's on this promo tour talking about how it's been being married to Will Smith, but also how she's been separated for seven years since 2016. Now, if you forgot about all of that, or somehow you've been living under a rock, or you're a 79-year-old, 74-year-old person taking my course with no social media, this is what she told. Hoda copy
5: many surprising things in the book, but the thing that surprised me the most that I actually had to reread it because I said is this true Right. was that in 2016 you and will decided that you were going to live completely separate lives. It was not a divorce on paper right, but it was a divorce. divorce. So from the year 2016. Which is seven years ago now. (laughs) Yes. Y'all have been apart. Yeah. But in public, the couple who married in nineteen ninety-seven denied the gossip about their marriage. This interview on Bravo's Watch What Happens live with Andy Cohen was taped a year after Will and Jada separated. So how long have you guys been together?
6: Uh twenty-three years. Wow. Wow.
0: That's amazing. How do you keep it hot? Well, you can start by telling us all the things that Will was doing for those seven years that you weren't around. Jada also told Hoda that when the iconic Oscar slap happened in 2022, she was not only shocked at what Will did to Chris Rock, as she believed it was a skit, but that she was taken aback uh, by Will calling her his wife, seeing as they were secretly living separate uh, at the time. This is what she said.
6: That eye roll, not so much for me. And I think important, but the fact that there could be a jab at
5: alopecia. Will then went on a profane tirade warning Chris not to mention his wife's name Jada couldn't believe what she was hearing what is going on now first of all. I'm really
6: shocked because mind you I'm not there we haven't called each other husband and wife yeah in a long time. I'm like What is going on right now? My wife's name name. out of your mouth. Right? And I'm like, but now I'm really
5: worried for Will, because I don't know what's going Mm -hmm. on. What viewers did not see at the time while Oscar clips were being shown was Chris Rock leaning over the stage to talk to Jada. And Chris
6: looks to me and he says, Jada, I meant you, I meant no harm. I really worried about. And what's Will.
5: Will doing? He's just sitting there?
6: And Will's still talking. He's like, oh. he's still, because now he's mad because Chris is talking to me. And I go, Chris, this is about some old shit. That's all I could think to say, yeah. right? And I couldn't really take in his apology.
5: How unusual for Will, a guy who, I mean, on that kind of stage to do something so insane. Absolutely. It's totally it's out of not character. not him
6: whatsoever.
2: I can not... Jada needs to just hang it up. Like, uh, you know how Krishan said it was a Baltimore thing? That's Krishan's mother.
3: But yeah. publicly, everybody still thinks you're a husband and wife, so why are you so shocked that he would have called you his wife? Like, I, I'm sorry. I, Jada, please. Please just.
0: Listen, let's just call it what it is. You were his wife. Like, until you're divorced. Uh, this is what I understand. Again, gays haven't been able to be be married for too long. We're, we're still new at this, right? It's sort of like the first time you let a man who wasn't your husband ravaged through your vagina. It was new to you the first time. Then it got easier the second time. This man, when he became your husband and you became his wife, was your husband, right? When you guys joined, you guys were husband and wife. And then when you separated, you were still husband and wife. To your kids, you were husband and wife. To the public, you were husband and wife. To the legal state of California, you were still husband and wife. You, why were you shocked? Why were you shocked? That's the part I understand. And this is where I think all of you people who are interviewing Jada are just too afraid to ask her the questions that the public wants to understand. That's why I believe if Jada Pinkett Smith comes to the Jason Lee show, she's a motherfucking gangster. Because I'm going to respect her and honor her because she's black excellence. She's beautiful. She's all those things. I was watching um, a different world the other day. Like J- Jason's lyric, set it off. I can go on and on and on and on and on about all the things that i love about jada but we're not talking about all her career we're talking about this book and what's in it and there's questions that need to be asked i would have asked her at that moment if he was your husband and you were his wife why were you confused because you're still allowing her platform to shit on will even if he's okay with his balls being snatched every time she opens her mouth and getting on camera that's his choice but that as the public because there are black women that look up to her. There are young black girls that look up to her. And there are young people seeing themselves in this toxic-ass relationship and situation and saying they are worthy of more answers. And I feel at that moment, that moment was lost. And Hoda is an amazing uh, journalist. She's great at what she does. She's the host of the Today Show. She's great. So no, shout out to her for getting the exclusive. But I just feel like there's more that could be asked. And at that moment, that was her reaction. And, you know, this public flogging of Will Smith for the sale of books... And although it's leading up to another book and maybe there's some whole brand vision or strategy that you all have, that's great. But you guys still have impact and people are still watching and you're leaving an imprint, not only on your legacy and history, but on the minds of people who are watching you. And I'm watching just like confused as hell. But what I will say is that this does speak to the Testament of a man and a good man because Will's catching a lot of heat, but he never publicly embarrassed her when she was with August Alcina. He went up there and stood up for his wife and threw his whole career away right in front of us. He banned from the Oscars. This man has been fighting his whole career to be honored by the body of people who've been judging iconic film after iconic film, Independence Day, Seven Pounds. I mean, there's so many, what's the kid with, what's the uh, movie Pursuit of Happiness. Pursuit of Happiness. Uh, The list goes on and on and on and on. This man played around with a robot for two hours, okay? (laughs) He should have been on a long time ago, and on the night when he was honored, he threw it all away, and that was eclipsed by this moment. And even though we found out a year later that that they weren't even sleeping in the same house or sleeping together, whatever, allegedly, you know, we're now still watching him go through this experience. Now, combating headlines and social media users dragging Jada for seemingly humiliating Will, like I just said, She's now clarifying clarifying that after that iconic Oscar moment, she and Will reconciled. Now she recently had an event in Atlanta where a friend of, friend of mine, uh, Yandy Smith, hosted, and a lot of Black women came together. And I'll tell you my thoughts on that. But this is a video that came out of that moment where she talked about when they reconciled. Take a look. This is where <laughs>
6: this is where the media and I get it. This is where the media wants to
7: yeah. clamp on something.
6: Right. Oh, they just so, you know spin it all around.
0: So,
1: yes, we were separated for seven years until Oscar night. Period. I know that right, I know that place. Okay.
0: First of all, I'm glad that Tamika Mallory, uh, Sabrina Fulton, a uh, friend of mine who's Trayvon Martin's mom, uh, Deborah um, uh, Waka Flocka's mom, who's very active in the community and the culture, Tamika Mallory, a lot of people, a lot of influential people, Jesse Wu, who made that video. We're all in attendance of this event. It was a lot, like 30 black women. Jada's been getting attacked online by lots of black women and she's been getting attacked online and called out by the culture. Uh, and so as a result of doing this, you bring a bunch of black women together to get, provide a safe space for you to tell your story and to show that you're worthy because as Yandy was saying over and over, this is the time, this is the time. And it is the time for black women to be honored and be worthy of being honored and celebrated, but not like this. Not in tearing down a black man, even if you are telling your story, I wanna hold on to you forever and be your wife and we're never gonna let each other go, but I'm gonna talk about all the times I shit on you and the time me and Tupac lost our hair together and how we have dinner at the dinner table with t- me, you and Tupac's ashes and 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 how uh, our dog's name is Alopecia and and and, <laughs> and the fact that August Alsina was hit me from the back, but I was still thinking of you. No, 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 no. And look, I don't got no stake in this because I ain't fucked Will. And I ain't I ain't one of the allegedly niggas that he had slept with. But y'all playing around. Cause I'm I'm thi- this close. Y'all keep playing, I'm this close to getting my Palmer's glue and all of the other pieces of the paper mache and putting my own picture together. Cause y'all know, I y'all know I know. Because I see all the invites coming in. I know where I'm getting, I'm getting calls and invitations and new friends from all, a lot of people who are trying to keep me to shut the fuck up. <laughs> but I love the truth more than I love going to parties. Mm-hmm. And, and right now, I'm just looking at this and I'm just so confused still. on. So, so him going on stage, slapping another black man in front of the world and losing his career made you take him home and fuck him? That turned you on? Not the fact that he let another man fuck you. Another man fuck you and make a song about you and go viral in front of your children and still stood by you and, and still covers you and still protected you. What a man's supposed to do is still provide for you. That big ass compound y'all have where y'all got multiple homes on one on one piece of land. You live in one piece, he's living in another piece. You live over there with, you know who you was living with. I know who you was living with. I'm just saying. Think about it. Am I lying? Am no. I, t- please, if I'm doing something wrong, tell me.
3: No, you're, you're absolutely right. Because for me, I, I just don't understand how... Like, people are watching this and oh, you guys have to stop making Will a victim. I, nobody's making Will a victim. She's airing everything out from one side. And if she's not intentionally doing it, he looks terrible. He looks weak. Mm-hmm. He looks, like, destroyed. He's lost everything. And she's out here cheering with a circle of black women... About him getting up on stage and slapping somebody and then losing his career. Like, Mm -hmm. no, she needs, I, I just want her to be quiet just for a little bit. Just be quiet. Just be quiet.
2: It's really weird, but I feel like there has to be some big master plan because didn't Will post that like trolling? You know, it was like trolling video when it like bounced out to the world and he was about to talk about it. Talk. No,
0: but I've seen a whole video yeah. now. There's another video circulating. It's on Twitter and we haven't posted on Hollywood Live because I don't know who owns it I don't want it to be sued anymore. I'm tired of being sued. But in the video, he's standing with her and he gives a very passionate speech about why he stood with her and how why he's supporting her and her telling her story and all that. Will is a good fucking man. I don't care what nobody say. Mm-hmm. And, and, and look, when my mother died and I forgave her, some would say that I was being weak by forgiving her, but the forgiveness was for me. So that, that, that moment of giving her peace when she was gonna pass away gave me power over the whole experience of my mom. So I'm trying to look at it from the angle of Will is being an amazing man as a representation of his character. Mm-hmm. It's not necessarily all about her. It's about who he is, which is which makes him great, but that's not getting out there
1: mm-hmm.
0: because that's not what's going viral. And Will, I see it. You know, I still think you're full of shit for not coming on my show after you guys con me into going to support you with emancipation because you want a bunch of niggas in the culture to promote you after the white people cancel you, but whatever. That's just another, another nigga using me. And I, I get it. Whatever. Fuck that. We got a good picture out of it. I got clout. You got clout. Whatever, nigga. We, um, but I just feel like it's, it's an embarrassment to watch. I got your book, it's 400 something pages. I'm gonna take my Adderall every day and read that book. <laughs> and I want you guys to read the book so we can at least have invested in it enough to yeah. say this is what we really feel. Mm-hmm. But also to all those black women who were there and I know that some of y'all, y'all all, m- not all y'all got my number and those of you that do, don't play on my phone when I say this. Y'all were just so happy to be at the picnic that y'all co-signed all that bullshit. And protecting black women is not about being happy to be there, okay? Because I could be happy that you have a kid, but don't invite me to the baby shower. And I feel like when I was seeing a lot of the comments about how nice Jade is, yeah, she's sweet. She's, she's an actress. Like, she's acting like she didn't live with somebody else. Go to the next story. shuffling these papers like this next story. (laughs) Now, look, let me first start with my disclaimer. DJ Envy is a friend of mine. I like DJ DJ Envy, but I love my job more than I love Envy. Okay, so I gotta keep it real as much as I understand. Um, I'm not gonna come into this saying that I believe he's guilty or not guilty, because I don't know. Uh, But I'm gonna come at it from somebody who is a successful entrepreneur like Envy. Now, I don't know him. I'm gonna talk about him too but I don't know him, I know him. And I know as a successful entrepreneur when you're in the public eye and you have so many opportunities coming at you, deals, people wanna partner this and that, sometimes you jump on shit that you later wish you didn't. Do we have a picture of Pena? Now, this is Pena. Why he got in business with a person that looked like that don't make no sense. Now I'm not even just fat shaming, I'm just saying in general, he looks suspicious, in my opinion, okay, based on a lot of other criminals that I've seen. DJ Envy, as you know, is one of the most successful radio broadcasters in the world. He's a part of the Breakfast Club, Radio Hall of Fame, family guy, husband, father, um, and in many ways is the epitome of black excellence. Now, I know some of y'all say he Dominican, but that he black. Either way, Dominicans are black. Uh, either way, DJ Envy has been facing some serious allegations of scamming people and I'm going to say allegedly. Allegedly. Uh, with a real estate in a real estate Ponzi scheme for a long time. Now, I know you all are like what you just say, for those of you that don't know who DJ Envy is, I know you are probably saying, well, well, you just said he was a radio guy. I am a talk show host, culture critic, owner of Hollywood Unlocked, but I also have courses and I have a, a foundation and I have a award show and I have a lot of other things going on. So like, I'm not just one thing and neither is DJ Envy. He's involved with real estate. and We've known that for years because he's been very open about it. Well, they've been alleging uh, recently online and it's grown into now news stories that are coming out of his area where they're doing I-Team reports and investigative reports about his relationship with this guy Uh, And all the real estate that he's doing and things are heating up and the feds are involved. Now in 2018, DJ Envy decided to partner with this guy. I'm gonna give you the history that I understand. And let me just again, another disclaimer, I may not have every piece. Me and DJ Envy did not talk today about me doing this. He doesn't know I'm doing this. Uh, I don't need his approval to do this. But I wanted to talk about it because it's becoming a very viral thing and it's all over the news. In 2018, DJ Envy decided to get into partnership with a friend of his named Cesar Pena to teach people about real estate and flipping houses. Now, let me show you another picture of them real quick. This is Envy on the left and that's Pena on the right. Now Envy and Cesar have even taken to the breakfast club several times to promote this partnership, talking about how they help so many people and not just regular people like you and I, but celebrities, athletes, executives and a lot of other pristine people. Now. Uh, this year, several people have claimed that they trusted Envy's public figure status that gave credibility to Caesar and as a result gave him thousands and thousands of dollars that have mounted now to millions uh, to invest their money in neighborhoods and properties only to have yet see any of their money returned. Now, let me be very clear on what's happening. They have a company called, or or Caesar Pena has a company called Flippin' NJ, where it's Flippin' New Jersey. That's where they live. Envy lives in New Jersey. And in doing that, in investing all this money their thoughts are that they were going to invest in all these properties and get major returns prosecutors are claiming since 2017 caesar accepted money to flip a bunch of properties promising a 20 to 45 percent roi in five months we're rolling our eyes because that right there sounds shady mm-hmm. now I didn't say that I know DJ Envy said he said that. That's the part that I think people are disconnected on, but that sounds shady. Instead, uh, you know, Caesar didn't flip the money. He allegedly siphoned some of the investments uh, for personal use and used new investments to pay back old investments, which is why that's that Ponzi scheme that people are talking about. And he allegedly even sought investments in properties that he didn't even own. Some properties I've seen in one of the reports that, Several people invested in, like he told, like I would tell Marina, invest in this property. But then I also told Rob to invest in this property. But there were properties that, that he didn't even own or that weren't even being invested uh-huh. in. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, Caesar and his wife, Jennifer, are now facing 20 lawsuits with several complaints, also naming envy in the complaints. Mm-hmm. Caesar's also been locked up. That just happened. And a few weeks ago, uh, Envy told The Breakfast Club listeners that he was innocent, had nothing to do
4: with it. Take a listen. I'm not, my attorneys don't want me to speak, but I think there's things that I need to clear up a little bit. I think you should listen to your attorneys. Why don't I see people like to listen? If your attorney told you don't say nothing, why you talking? Listen, so Caesar and myself did seminars. Now, the reason I did these seminars is because I wanted to uplift my community. I wanted to teach my community about real estate, things that I didn't know when I was first buying my first home. I wanted to teach our community about investing in generational wealth. So I did these seminars and brought industry professionals to all these seminars, whether it was real estate agents from different markets, contractors, uh, conventional lenders, hard money lenders. I even brought auction.com to actually show people how to purchase houses online. That's what I wanted to do for my people. Now Caesar, if he took money, I wasn't privy to it, nor did I even know. But I do understand how people feel if they did give them money because I gave them a lot of money. Jesus. That I didn't see a dollar of return. But for for anybody to say I was involved, that's totally not true. I would never. I've been on this radio close to third. I've been on radio close to thirty years, and never in my thirty years time did I do nothing but try to uplift people and show people a different way through the business mind. And I would never take a dollar from somebody.
1: I, I could be wrong, but I didn't
4: see nobody accusing you of taking money. I just saw them say that they met Caesar because they heard you talking about Caesar. Nah, it. They-, they basically said I was privy to it, and that wasn't true. Well, I mean, Not at I- all. I- 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 from what I read in actual court papers, I didn't see that. They said that. The, all these people are saying that they met Caesar because of you, right? And they're saying I don't that, see that nobody accusing you of taking no money. To the point where, if if you read the court documents, Caesar wrote an affidavit that says DJ Envy Rashid, had no knowledge of me investing people's money. I saw that. Too. He wasn't there. He wasn't part of those conversations. He wasn't even nowhere in those meetings. And those are, those are documents that's out there. So if we're gonna talk about truth, let's talk about the truth.
0: Now the truth somewhere lies between. Two lies, I think, or something. I don't know what that saying is. What is that saying? Researcher. <laughs> I, the I truth is
2: saying. in between two lies. That's what is it right? Oh. Yeah.
0: Okay. And I don't know what the truth is, but I will say, in my opinion, he sounded like he was telling the truth. You know, a person, and and I was at the Breakfast Club hosting or co-hosting around when all this was rolling out, and Envy and I were having private conversations. He wanted to do an interview with me right then and there. Like, he was like, I want to do an interview right now. And I was just like, honestly, I don't want to interview right now until I know all the facts because mm-hmm. I want to have more detail because I want to actually do my job. And, and if I would have just set up and did an interview right there, it would have been me using my platform to just explain what his position is, not necessarily do the facts and ask the hard questions. Um, I am going to reach out to him uh, to ask him to come and do the show because he said he would fly out and do it. And, and Envy, I'm, I'm offering that to you now. But it, so- it sounded like he was being honest there. And when I was behind the scenes of The Breakfast Club, he sounded like just really frustrated with the whole situation. Now, Envy did share to me and I've seen it online, too, that he, he's invested 500000 of his own money that he hasn't gotten back. And so whereas they may have linked up, as I understand from what he said, to educate people on how to buy homes, he then invested as an investor along with all these other people who used the idea of him being friends with him or partners with him as a way of making it okay. This is just my opinion from the outside, having not looked all the way under the hood. Well, a TikToker... Looked under the hood and she's saying she's not a lawyer, but when she did this post, it seemed like she should be on our payroll to do something because she had more facts than me. And let me know if you see this in your opinion changes. Take a look.
7: I'm not a lawyer, but I just read the court docs regarding DJ Envy and this real estate scam. And I'm gonna break it down for you. The lawsuit was filed by Anthony Barone and Anthony Martini. Barone and Martini are suing Jennifer and Cesar Pina, as well as DJ Envy and two companies that I'm gonna tell you about in the video. Let's start with the first company. According to the lawsuit, Martini agreed to purchase a 25% stake in a 50 unit apartment complex called the Taylor Apartments. Martini's understanding was that his investment of $300,000 would be to cover any overages and operating costs until all of the units in the apartment complex were sold or rented. Still sometime in 2019, Anthony Barone had lunch with DJ Envy and Caesar. At this lunch, according to the lawsuit, DJ Envy and Caesar begin promoting the Taylor Apartments to Barone. Barone was interested in potentially investing. The lawsuit claims that DJ Envy and Caesar give a tour of one of their joint projects to Barone, and they're telling Barone how successful the project has been. After that tour, Barone is all in. He agrees to invest $500,000 in the Taylor Apartments with the understanding that his money would be used to cover construction costs and operating costs until all of the units were sold or rented. The promise was that the project would be completed in early 2021 and would generate a net profit of over $900,000 a year. Barone sends his $500,000 and soon after, Caesar tells him, because of COVID, there are now construction delays. Over a year and a half passes, and Caesar tells Barone that construction was finally beginning. Around this same time, Caesar is telling Martini that, quote, guys are there working nonstop, the foundation was done, and plumbing was finishing. By this point, Caesar introduces another project to both Martini and Barone. It's called Flip to Dow, and it's a crypto investment opportunity that would allow people to use crypto and credit cards to own shares of real estate. She shares with them a pitch deck. It says that Flip to Dow is being led by a specific group of people, and DJ Envy was included in that group of people. After some back and forth, Barone wires over $300,000 as an investment into Flip to Dow. About two weeks later, Caesar goes on the Breakfast Club with DJ Envy. DJ Envy speaks about the many seminars he's hosted with Caesar and how so many people often ask how they can invest with DJ Envy and Caesar. Caesar goes into Flip to Dow and tells the audience that if they want to invest, this is the way to do it. So fast forward to May of two thousand twenty-three, a man named Tony the Closer Robinson made some posts on Instagram alleging that DJ Envy and the Pinyas were running a thirteen million dollar Ponzi scheme barone sees the post and calls dj envy to ask him about it dj envy denied all involvement with flip to dow so then barone starts calling all of the other members from that pitch deck and all of them denied involvement with flip to dow. so barone demands all of his money that he invested into the taylor apartments and into flip to dow but according to this lawsuit the money has yet to be returned oh and as of june 2023 This is the current condition of the Taylor Apartment Project. Okay, so the causes of action in this lawsuit are violation of rights to inspect books and records, violation of the consumer fraud acts. And this next cause of action is aiding and abetting. And it's specifically against DJ Envy and some other unknown people. And it's because Barone and Martini allege that DJ Envy used his public likeness and influence to give the impression of legitimacy when it comes to the Pina's and these businesses. And he got people to invest in a real estate scam that he promoted. So this is just one of the lawsuits that's in connection to the pinyas and this whole real estate thing. But DJ Envy has filed a lawsuit against Tony the Closer Robinson because he says he defamed and slandered his name. DJ Envy also spoke out on The Breakfast Club this morning.
4: Now, Caesar, if he took money, I wasn't privy to it, nor did I even know. But for, for anybody to say I was involved, that's totally not true. I could be wrong, but I didn't see nobody accusing you of taking money. I just saw them say that they met Caesar because they heard you talking about Caesar. Nah, they they basically said I was privy to it. And that wasn't true.
7: Be careful where you put
4: Now a
0: week after Envy told listeners that he was innocent, Caesar was arrested on fraud charges. And he pled not guilty and was released on one million dollars bond in order to uh, stay on house arrest. Now, Envy hasn't been hit with any charges, and he told his uh, lawyer to uh, let legal reporter Megan kind of know that he also is a victim of Caesar. Now, before I get into that, let me say this, because I want to try to break down what I know, because again, I'm inviting Envy to come here on The Jason Lee Show. You got in business with somebody to do good for your community. That person was allegedly not a good person. That person used your platform that you offered to them and that you shared with them to promote a business you were in with them to then take advantage of other people without your knowing. You also were taken advantage of. And then that person who everybody is saying the only reason why they dealt with him is because of you is a crook in everybody's opinion. And your name is being used to keep the story alive. Now, Tony the closer, who's the person that's been chasing this whole story, him and I have had big issues in the past that we've worked through And so I'm going to recuse myself of saying what I think of Tony the Closer or what I've thought of him in the past and the issues that we've had, because, you know, he's 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 a a good content creator. He's good at what he does. Uh, uh, I'm not saying that I agree with all of his content or not, but he actually had a moment with DJ Envy Live where they went and had a whole conversation. Uh, The one thing I will say about Tony uh, is that he is not afraid to say what he thinks. He's not afraid. Uh, to give his opinion, whether it's right or wrong. He's not afraid to challenge anybody. And that's a good thing in anybody that does this work. But, um, you know, there's been a lot going on uh, with chasing the story on Tony's end. And that's what he does, from what I understand. Uh, But, you know, when you're doing this work, you got to make sure that it's not personal because you'll trip over your own feet and that can destroy your whole brand. And all I can say is that once I do get into the very finite details of it all, I'll give my opinion on everybody, include Tony the Closer and everybody involved. Well, um, you know, Envy talked to, Envy's lawyers talked to reporter Megan Cunniff. Now, Megan's the, been the person that's been talking about the Tory Lanez trial. She does all of this stuff. Well, anyway, uh, this is a photo of Megan's tweets about the conversation with Envy's lawyer. She said, I just got off the phone with DJ Envy's lawyer, Massimo D'Angelo, who says Envy is one of Cesar Pena's Ponzi scheme victims. Obviously, Envy is going to be assisting and cooperating fully to get not only his money back, but money back for the other victims. D'Angelo says that Envy invested $500,000 with Pena, but didn't get any money back. He paid out substantial sums similar to some of the other investors who thought they were getting any money back, that they were getting money back. And D'Angelo wouldn't tell me if Envy has testified before a grand jury, but he agreed to go on a YouTube live with me later this week. It's going to be great. I'll announce the, la- the day and time ASAP subscribe to my channel. What do you think so far before we get into it?
2: this is very muddy and i hope that this doesn't ruin envy's chances of going to the white house christmas party to meet us up
0: but
3: i don't yes. think i don't think he's worried about the christmas party right now
2: no but yeah.
3: yeah i think before everybody gets on the cancel train like let the rest of the information come out let him have his day in court because we have to stop canceling successful black people before we have all the mm-hmm. information and also i think it's completely feasible that he also was a victim in this he just Put his trust in the wrong person he lost five hundred thousand dollars everybody else who was called on that deck didn't know they were in that deck so it's completely possible that was the situation and like just on your rise you've i've seen lots of people try and come pitch shit to you but you've had to vet them you know so i think he just got tangled up in a situation with someone he trusted and now he's you know unfortunately on the receiving end of the negativity
0: the crazy part about this too is that this comes right on the heels of the stuff he had with rick ross
1: Mm
0: -hmm. the beef he had with all these other people and they're all piling on him Mm -hmm. because it's it's an opportunity to pile and you know there are no rules of war when you get into it with people and people are taking advantage of it i think the bigger picture that people should think about when you do pile on is that it could be you next and you know dj envy has a day job uh over at power 105 with the breakfast club Now, since then, you know, they said the feds did go up there and there were whole allegations written or Funk Flex did this crazy video, crazy video about DJ Envy and Charlemagne. I mean, the allegations, the stuff that Flex said and Flex follows Hollywood Unlocked and supports us. Although I don't fuck with Hot 97, you know, I don't have no problem with Flex and he he gives me my props, whatever. But I mean, I thought Flex, I thought you were being a hater and you were piling, piling on and you were making claims that the feds went up there to take DJ Envy away or something like that um, and just the language you, you were using I think you're better than that you're more legendary than that you're more iconic than that uh, flex like I respect what you do and what you represent for radio uh, I don't fuck with any of your colleagues but you I do I, I, I respect um, or whatever this is my, my opinion um, that uh, you guys have made it easy to embarrass him and humiliate him and when this see what's going to happen is either envy is going to lose everything because he did something wrong or he's gonna prevail and look like the fucking hero and you guys are gonna look like haters. And uh, in this, uh, there were job postings of the opening at Breakfast Club, which I applied. <laughs> um, I don't know that I wanted but I did apply just for the sake of doing it. And uh, uh, But that was an opening for Angela E. But you guys used that as a way of making it look like Envy's job was avail- uh, open. Uh, Joe uh, Button went on his podcast laughing at DJ Envy you know, saying that, uh, you know, he's still showing up for work, even though he showed up via Zoom uh, saying, good morning. Good morning. It was a funny moment. But Joe, you didn't like it when people were laughing about you allegedly beating your girlfriends up and pushing them downstairs. Some which were pregnant. And, you know, you guys are quick. Like this is the thing. I'm so deathly afraid of people trying to take any little skeleton bone that I got that I keep my shit buttoned up. Lawyers, publicists, teams, friends around me who protect me. Because the minute y'all catch me slipping like that time I was drunk in Mexico, you guys turn me into a spectacle. So I get it because we talk shit. But you ought to be careful because your time will come. We all are going to slip up. Mm -hmm. And in this case, he may not have slipped up other than being dumb uh, in not vetting a friend who looked like that. Okay, now, uh, you know, so we should just be very careful. Again, I'm only giving you my opinion. I haven't even fully dove into all this yet. Once I do, then I'll come back and be a little bit more thorough. Well, Caesar, the whole gluttonous person that's at the uh, heart of this conversation, the problem, he is breaking the silence about uh, uh, DJ Envy and his involvement or lack of and clearing his name. And I want you to hear what he said and how he said it, and then we'll come back.
9: Hello, Steve Rico. That's lame. As fuck. The last couple months been a little crazy. I apologize that I haven't really spoken out, right? Because everybody now, you know, we have attorneys. We gotta watch what we say. You know, all these all these different things. There's so many different rules now, right? Um, every five minutes, you know, I say hi to my mailman, and I think he's gonna sue me, right? <laughs> At this point, I think my landscape. I think everybody's suing me. I don't I don't know who's going to sue me. I can't say anything. There's two, three sides to every story, right? I have 20 lawsuits. Out of those 20 lawsuits, a lot of those people I don't owe money to because everybody's suing me because they're like, oh, my God, this guy's successful. I could sue him. I could sue him. I could sue him. Oh, I'm going to get this money, right? Then you have all these people being co-coerced. What's the word? Coerced? Coerced? Mm-hmm. Whatever it is. Whatever the word is, right? To sue people. Affiliate with me just because they're a bigger name, right? They're a bigger name than me. And that's the situation that breaks my heart the most is how... In all these lawsuits, these... 20, DJ Envy was never in the room with me. DJ Envy has nothing to do with any of these 20 lawsuits of these people that are suing me. And it, it fucking sucks, bro. It pisses me off that all these people are bashing DJ Envy, Fun Master Flex, Rick Ross, every single person. Because what you people gotta understand is that DJ Envy is so successful in hip-hop that, as far as a DJ, that people just don't like him. And even though I love DJ Envy, but 9 out of 10 people don't like him. I don't know why. You know, what that, what, what that, what's that about? I don't know if DJ is a bad tipper. I don't know what it is. Well, he is, he is a bad tipper. I'm not gonna lie. He's a bad tipper. Sorry, Envy. But, you know, I understand uh DJ's Envy's attorney, his defense that DJ Envy is a victim. That's the dumbest shit I ever heard in my life. Uh, me and him were partners in the real estate seminars. We were partners in a couple real estate transactions. That's it. He's not a victim. He was my partner. He was an investor. That video has pissed me off
0: so much. First of all as somebody who used to work with union members for years, fighting for the underdog, fighting for people that are being taken advantage of, fighting for people who just want to to do a good job and want to help people, Um, because I work with healthcare workers, you laughing, joking, smiling, um, making more disgusting than the way your stomach hangs over your fucking pants and I'm mad as if I have something to do with it, and I don't know, I'm, I'm not involved in it. Where were you when you were sending your wife to go do the news, the I-Team reports? Where were you when everybody was attacking him? Don't bring up Rick Ross. Don't bring up nobody else in our culture. Don't bring up bad tipping. And all, what does bad tipping have to do with anything? You stole people's money, and if you didn't steal it, where is it? Because if I give you 500000 and come to you and say, give it back, and you ain't bought the property. They even showed on one of the news reports that one of the buildings you tried to sell them, there was nothing there. So you're not a victim. And if you're saying now that he's not a victim, you can't go back and say he knew anything because you just said he didn't, he is a victim. He's a victim of a public lynching. Uh, You guys are trying to go for his job so you can try to cancel him and take from his family. You want, like you've, you've, you've created a bed for every DJ Envy hater, and I'm not calling Rick Ross a hater or Funk Flex a Funk Flex, she was hating. I'm just saying anybody who don't like him to jump on the bandwagon and all the bandwagoners are trying their hardest to put a nail in his coffin. And meanwhile, he can't say nothing because he's suing you and he's in the middle of lawsuits. You did this. You did. You. I, I should have saw a video from you from the bottom of your heart and we know it's deep, deep, deep in there. You should have been saying to the victims, I apologize that you are going through this. I am fully committed to doing everything in my power to making sure that I clear you, that I clear Envy, that I, do, that I take responsibility. You took no responsibility. And that ego and that narcissism and that lack of self-awareness is the reason why DJ Envy is being attacked the way that he is. Now to everybody out there who invested all their money, if you were dumb enough to send a half a million dollars in the middle of COVID, before COVID, after COVID, at any fucking time to an individual that looked like that, without doing your own research, without vetting the opportunity, all because he got on radio with a DJ that you were a fan of, you're complicit in being a victim. I don't feel sorry for you because those those $500,000, that was your money. That was your bank account. That was your wire that you sent. That was your responsibility to know what you were doing. There ain't no radio guy. There ain't even Ronald McDonald that could tell me the Happy Meal my mom never took me to get is something that I should be doing cartwheels for because I don't know what the fuck's in that Happy Meal box. Open the box. Let me see the box. Let me, let me, let me see all in the box. But you were so thirsty to get a quick rich scheme. That's what it was, the scheme. And you got scammed. But now it's all at DJ Envy's uh, uh, feet because it's easy for you to keep the story alive. Everybody's benefiting from DJ Envy's name being in these headlines. I would sue e- if look look. I would sue every single one of you who try to play in my face and try to and if you if I lost a night of sleep, I want you to pay for that. If my kids lost a night of sleep, I want that too. If my wife. At her job, started getting questioned by her coworkers and was humiliated, I want that. If I lost a hosting gig, I want that money. If I lost a piece of hair, sew it back. I want that money, everything, because you're playing with a person's character. Envy you're better than me, because I don't give a fuck what your attorney said. I would have been on every I would have been up and down the highway saying it, because I'm willing to lose everything and keep my integrity and keep my self-respect and my character. Uh, now, to see him go and do this video, after you sat there and let, I mean, it's, I don't, it's been a couple weeks since I host The Breakfast Club. Every day, Envy's getting killed online. Lives, and Tony the Closer, although this is his job that he's created, he's been accused of being a scammer. And you just did an interview the other day that I watched with the lead attorney, where you attacked him for getting it wrong about you and Jay Morrison scam, but you've been doing this to Envy attacking him all the, you spend more time attacking Envy than you have been attacking Caesar, in my opinion. But what happens, you get more views, you get your name talked about, we would never talk about you here because we don't have no beef and we don't have no business. So we ain't talking about it. I ain't sucking your dick, I ain't fucking you, you ain't giving me no money. Like nigga, we, they, we there's no reason to talk about you. you ain't taking me shopping. There's no reason to talk about you. But I'm talking about you now because you're do because envy's name is in the news, and so are you. But I watched you be a, a similar person who's been in his shoes flip around, no pun intended, and now use him as a par, or your ponzi to get into the top. Well, guess what? Houses not built on bricks don't last. Okay? And, and what you're doing, you're not laying bricks, you're laying paper mache. And what's happening is, it's all gonna potentially go away. Now, Envy, if you were involved and we find out you fucked up, <laughs> I gotta put that out there, because I don't know, I'm not involved. But I heard you say you didn't know anything, I heard him say you didn't know anything, I heard all the lawsuits are against him, your name is thrown in there because it's easier to cast a wide net and just shake it up and see what you get than to be very specific about one, one person. When people sue me, they don't just sue Jason Lee. They sue Hollywood Unlocked, Jason Lee Show, Millionaire, uh, Media Millionaires, uh, uh, the podcast. They sue everything because they let the courts go through it all. They they'd rather cast a wide net and hope that they catch a fish, than to go after one fish and and miss it. That's what's happening here, in my opinion. So far, Um, you watched all that, you heard it all. What do y'all think about it?
2: Yeah, I feel like it's Envy's name is gonna ring bells. Any celebrity's name in a case is gonna ring bells. So they're just I feel like saying his name, even if he's not involved, which I hope I hope to God he's not. But everybody was dragging Caesar and his live. If you read the comments, they're all talking about, is he on snowflake emoji, snowflake emoji? Everyone was dragging him. And the tipping comment, he's out of control. It's yeah, weird. Absolutely.
3: And I think you both hit it the nail on the head. I think the easiest way to keep this story live is just using the biggest name involved. Uh-huh. Because he has the most reach publicly, so they're just going to keep dragging him through it. And that's why I'm like, everybody, just get off the cancel train because you don't have all the details yet. Let Mm -hmm. the details roll out, and then if he needs to be canceled, go for it. But right now, like, chill. Like, chill on Envy and let it play out as it should in the court.
0: I was sued uh, not too long ago from somebody who was trying to sue me for a whole bunch of stuff. and I don't want to rehash that because I end up winning. But I had to sue. I countersued them. Uh, shout out to Kiana, my attorney, who's no longer alive. There was only one Kiana, y'all. Am I lying? She's amazing. Kiana was a different situation. That that girl was, she was, she, she was in the fight with us. Like she was at this table every day on everything. Um, but, uh, I filed a lawsuit. I countersued them. Uh, it wasn't malicious prosecution, but I forgot what it was called. But basically my lawsuit said that if they want to sue me and I win, they have to pay all my legal fees. If I was Envy, I don't know what your legal strategy is, but yeah, I know you got the lawsuit against Tony the Closer. You know, that's going to be an iffy one. I don't know, because Tony is reporting on what he sees and his opinion on what he sees. And there are protections that Tony, I'm sure, is aware of. So that's going to be kind of that's going to be questionable. I don't know about that one. And I haven't looked into every single thing that Tony did. Although we are monitoring every single move that Tasha K makes. <laughs> Because the minute she slips up, I'm fucking snatching that. I'm snatching that YouTube channel like your fucking edges, bitch. Um, and that's my opinion that you're a bitch. Not gonna have that opinion, okay? An ugly bitch. Do we got that photo of Jonathan Major's beard?
3: Oh no! Oh, <laughs> uh, not the talk.
0: You know that's what her hair looked like. Anyway,
3: <laughs> It's the back of her neck.
0: That's her head. When I get through it, I'm gonna sue all that shit. Well, either way, now Caesar, if he is convicted, is facing up to twenty years in prison for wire fraud and other things, um, and heavy prison fines. Now, as for restitution, two of Caesar's companies have already filed for bankruptcy earlier this year, and his wife has also unsuccessfully attempted to file. Uh, instead, a judge has ordered a trustee to help them settle their debt to their investors. But well, what are you gonna do to settle your debt to Envy? Because the humiliation alone is crazy. Now, now Charlemagne. You said on The Breakfast Club, why are, you, like, why are you clarifying because the truth don't need to be clarified? Nah, I disagree. See, this is my, my thing why I'm afraid of going to th- I'm in therapy. I'm active in therapy, and that's why I'm, I'm doing great in my personal life. But what I know for sure is that I don't allow my therapy to totally change how I do my job. And I don't work for iHeart, so you can't fire me. This, these lights ain't going off. This mic ain't turning off if I piss anybody off freaking soon. This, this shit, we're going to be in this bitch every day. We're going to be in here. This is going to be a 24-hour. We will add a clock. <laughs> Bring a sleeping bag, bitch. But, but when people know they can push you over, and when people know that you're not going to say anything, or people know that you're going to take the high road, They take the high road, too, and they roll the fuck over you. And and I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm willing to lose it all. I'm telling you right now, if you're out there in America or anywhere around the world and you ever want to go after me, you better have a fucking sealed case. Because, bitch, I'm coming for your mama's pension. I'm coming for your kid's snack at school. I'm coming for your girlfriend. Everything you got. I'm coming from that skims that saved your life from that shooting. I'm coming from your non-singing talk show, non-talking ass. I'm coming for it all. But for now, I'm coming to an end with this shit. Bye. All right, saw this pop up and had to get into it. Cardi B. Now, as you all know, Cardi B is sued Tasha K. If you've been living under a rock or a fraggle rock where she's come from, uh, this is an internet troll who is a YouTuber, but moonlights in her mind as somebody that does what I do. She has talent because she's been able to build an audience of people who follow her, knowing that everything she talks about, for the most part, in my opinion- Allegedly. Is trash. Now, Cardi B was on this relentless pursuit to get $4 million for her, as you know, because uh, she sued her and she won. And this has been something that has shocked the world of media because it's not often that a member of the media, which I am, when she's not, is sued for giving their opinions. Well, you can give your opinions on things like right now. Like, for example, if I say Tasha K is ugly, Tasha K is an unfit mother because she gets sued and loses money and can't take care of her child uh, the way that she would be able to if she would have lost her money. Now, that's mean. That's just an opinion. It's not illegal. Now everybody's been watching the whole Tasha K Cardi B scenario play out for years. Uh, Tasha, as you know, lost a lawsuit from Cardi B, lost four million dollars in a defamation lawsuit against Cardi B in the state of Georgia, which shook our industry because all of us to give our opinions. Uh, you know, we 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 know the rules and we try to stay as true to fact as possible, uh, but also giving our opinions. Now you give your opinion based on things, but you need to make sure that you're not representing some details as facts. If you say somebody's on drugs. As a fact, you need to be able to prove it. We all know you say allegedly in it if it's based on reports, a report said, you know, and you try to claim your sources. But, like, you know, I don't know that the basement that Tasha Kay lives in uh, gave her that type of training. And she doesn't look like she can afford going to Yale. In fact, it doesn't look like she can afford going to hell. But that's where she's going with this lawsuit at some point, in my opinion. Now, Cardi went to something called Twitter spaces or X spaces. If you don't know what that is, it's where you go live. It's the new chat room, like the new uh, clubhouse, mm-hmm. but for X, where you go on there and you can get thousands of people to come in there and hear you share your thoughts. Although we love Cardi B for giving us her opinion and thoughts on everything from politics to pop culture, because she's very entertaining. The Cardi that we all knew from before the fame, very entertaining she goes on Twitter spaces and often talks about real life things that are affecting her like depression or thoughts of suicide or stuff to her fans. And sometimes the things that we love from her the most can also be the things that we don't want to see from her. And this is one of those moments because I'll give you my opinion on it. Cardi in the conversation seemed to be suggesting that she's going to end her legal drama with Tosh K. Now, Cardi recently went on Twitter or went live on Instagram and said that she was thinking about putting a bullet in her head or she should put a bullet in her head or maybe there's a Twitter, I can't remember, it was a tweet. Yeah, there was a tweet where she said she was gonna put a bullet in her head as a result of all the stress. This is that tweet. I just wanna put a a bullet in my head. And I've seen old videos from Cardi where she's talked about the stress caused by fame and now she understands having received it all and the millions and millions of people that follow her and the, the pressures and everything. She now understands why people who were rich and famous, who seemingly had it all, had stress and wanted to commit suicide. She understood. So she's been talking about suicide publicly and thoughts of it. And that tweet looked like she thought about it um, in that moment. Now, this all comes from the lawsuit, the stress, the strained relationship comes from years of Tasha trolling Cardi. And we know why. We don't need to go into why. You can go back and watch all my own clips on YouTube. I covered it very intensely. Uh, But she accused Cardi of having STDs. She said that culture wasn't offset. She said that Cardi's dad was a pedophile or alleged, uh, I'll say allegedly Allegedly. reported that he was an alleged rapist or pedophile. Um, She said some of the most craziest things that could not be backed by fact. Recently, I had Bobby Lights here on the Jason Lee Show, where we talked about how she suggested that we have AIDS HIV AIDS and uh, this is the clip from
4: that this gets tiring and it gets um, Cliche and it's like of course it's like almost it's almost like when you're getting into an argument one of these bitter women you You it's like, okay, go ahead. Um, The HIV jokes and the sick jokes are coming in five fourth. There it goes Mm -hmm. It's like it's it's expected
0: now But can I just interject something uh little known fact you can stop this video and Google Um, the biggest uh, group of people affected by HIV are black women
1: damn I not know that
0: and I don't think people are aware of that and that's why I choose to use my platform a little different one I don't do health reading I think that's just disrespectful it's to beyond, people who beyond, are challenged with that and also because in the 80s in the uh, epi- when the epidemic of AIDS was rising it did affect our community the most and now because a lot of you black women or women in general are afraid to have conversations with your men who are trade or DL, they're then not being safe or in a safe space to learn how to be safe sexually, and they're coming back and, and contracting HIV or AIDS with you. And I think for her, making it a thing, it's always a thing. You with, think maybe allegedly she may be HIV positive? I. And then her husband, which is allegedly gay, passed it on to her.
9: Oh. I mean, let's talk about the things. I don't and know. The well, I
0: I think it's fair to say when somebody spews that kind of hate and brings it up repeatedly, they have some internal fear of themselves. I don't know her sexual... Got it. So what, yeah, what I, I don't know her sexual health, health journey. Me and either. I, honestly, I, do you even want to think of Sasha K having sex? No. Ugh. Now, none of that has been true. You guys in my own story know you've been following my sexual health journey, my therapy journey. You know I'm on prep and all those things. And you know she even suggested that prep is used to lower the uh, viral load count. Um, and this is despicable behavior. So when I saw this, I said to myself, one, I, I was going to message Cardi to be very clear. And this wasn't Jason, her friend. This was Jason Hollywood Unlocked that uh, there has to be a line drawn. You know, uh, I've been very defensive of Cardi suing Tasha Kay and shaking up our industry in pursuit of uh, holding people accountable and transparency that I support and have defended her decision to do so to my colleagues because it was the right thing to do. And so the thought that there was this idea that Cardi would forgive her, one, I thought it was just ridiculous, but two, uh, I wanted to weigh in my opinion on that. Now, Cardi sued her, and based on none of that being proven true by uh, Tasha in court, Tasha was ordered to pay her $4 million. Now, Tasha has been struggling to pay it because she ain't got it. You can look at her face and see she ain't got it. Everything about her tells you struggle. She filed for bankruptcy, entered a payment plan, all of that, lost her home. She, you know, the girl ain't got it. Now, last week, Cardi said she had a bad bad day and tweeted some things that she shouldn't have tweeted after a troll provoked her. Um, Let me show you the tweet that sent Cardi into a spiral last week. This fan posted this. They said, Cardi B is the only Mexican I know that don't work hard. And Cardi said, I hope you and your mom die," Or I hope, yeah, I hope you and your mom die. Now, one, Cardi ain't Mexican. And two, that was just fucked up, a fucked up thing to say. And we all know that trolls online say the craziest things. But here's the problem, this is the master troll. And so that fan was wrong, that fan that you wanted to die, Cardi, this right here is the master of it all. This is the person that stirs the pot that gets all the trolls trolling. And she did that to the extent that you went and sued her and won. And so when I saw that headline that Cardi B is going to forgive her, I said, no, nah, gotta be nonsense. Here's another tweet. Keep wishing death on people and watch how it'll come back to you. And Cardi said, I don't give a fuck. Fuck y'all. Y'all can call me Mexican. Bring me down. Hurt my feelings. Talk shit about everything. This is why I don't release music. That was a troll. And Cardi seemingly responded to the troll as if she understood she was being trolled. So she also understands that this is mama troll. Now Cardi, you know, may have taken a break from social media and then thought about everything that had transpired because she later went to Instagram and she went live talking about it. This is what she said.
10: And when I burst, I'm very outspoken. Like I will really fucking, I will literally, if I could, I, when I have one of the, my bad moments, I, just, I, I will literally, get here and curse out everybody and fucking be like, I want you to die, bitch, I want to die. I don't give a fuck because that's just how I just be feeling at the moment. So I was just very overwhelmed yesterday. I was very sad. Um, I just felt like I was just having such a good week. And then I felt like when I got home and I just started seeing so much shit that people were saying about me and all the funny shit about me, I just started like getting upset about it. And I was just like, Oh, I just wanted to burst. Like I just, I just had one of those moments yesterday bitch i don't even want to be here like mentally like i just don't even want to be here but like you know what i just i just feel like i needed like one of those i feel like i needed one of those days where i let it out i just want to say a lot of shit even today I, I feel a little bit down i was a little overwhelmed i was crying so much this morning but i feel a little bit better the where friends that i curse the fuck out i don't regret it i don't so i'm just gonna leave it like that and for y'all bitches for y'all bitches they think it's funny and y'all laughing and y'all having y'all kiki moment because, you know, I went through my little shit. I have my days, but you bitches have every fucking single day. Y'all bitches is miserable. Y'all bitches is sad every single day. That's why y'all be drugged the fuck down. That's why y'all bitches be coked up, perked up, cracked up, fucking smoked out. Because y'all bitches hate y'all life every single fucking day. So don't take my vulnerable moments for, to it be your kiki moments because I laugh at you bitches every single motherfucking day. Let's get that clear. And when I start feeling better again, bitch, you don't even want me to get to the point that I fucking make you fucking want to fucking be tired at yourself. Because bitch, you know I'm a funny bitch too. To all y'all bitches. I'm talking to all y'all bitches. Yeah, I have, I have bad days. All bad bitches have bad days, bitch. All bad bitches have one of those days. But I'm going to take my vulnerable moments to make it a hee hee moment, bitch. Because y'all bitches hate your life every single fucking day.
0: Now, the Cardi that we fell in love with would have probably addressed that a whole different way. But clearly the industry is weighing her down, social media is wearing her down, the haters are wearing her down, um, and this is a lot. Now, I haven't talked to Cardi in a few days because you know I can tell she's been going through a lot. and uh, And I love her, and I love the fact that she has been able to endure so much. I've said many times that she hasn't been able to enjoy this process because y'all already know why. I ain't gonna go there. But the fact that this next thing happened is where I'm going to start to really unpeel this onion of what I think is a conspiracy to trick and finesse Cardi out her own position. Tasha K went live and is praising Cardi now and telling her that she loves her. Don't believe me? Just watch.
1: Okay. And I also said too many kids love you to be reading stuff like this that you posting, saying that you want to put a bullet in your head and you wish it was dead and should you kill yourself. I said, but believe it or not, Bel, Bel Belkhalese, and I really had to put my ego aside to say this because when people don't like you, they don't watch you. They don't watch you. (laughs) I have to watch people. I have to watch people to teach you, to teach us about people. I said, believe it or not, too many kids love you to be reading stuff like this. And believe it or not, I said, Cardi, I love you. That was the hardest thing for me to say to her. But it's true. I said, for leveling me up mentally, and teaching me how to not misuse the gift that God gave me that people thank me for.
0: You're so full of shit. You didn't even put makeup on for that. and Your face was too close to the camera to even have a conversation with us, (laughs) number one. (laughs) Let me just say this, okay? I've already said you're ugly, so that's been covered. Check that off the list. You're the same person that said she had an STD. You're the same person that said her child wasn't her baby dad's, her husband's. You're the same person who said that her father, the person that she loves the most, who raised her as a little girl, was a pedophile and a rapist. You've attacked her mother, her sister, everybody around her. You've made a career. The platform you talked about God giving you, destroying Cardi B. You have been at the helm of all of the issues that she has related to her stress caused by gaslighting social media to attack Cardi at all of her most vulnerable moments, while she's pregnant with a child, while she's going through relationship issues. You've, you've accused her husband of sleeping with women, uh, that, he, that wasn't found to be true. You have exacerbated a lot of the stress that Cardi B has had and now you're gaslighting her and trying to manipulate her and you're trying to fuck her in front of everybody by playing her out of the pot that you found yourself in. You have 4 million reasons for Cardi to give a fuck about them tears. And if Cardi does it, not only is she a goddamn fool, but everything she went through was deserved because she's now allowing you to trick her out her back. Now, for you to sit there and say, after you've said that people in my community have AIDS, that I'm on heroin and cocaine with no proof, the only reason why I haven't sued you is because you're a broke bitch and a broke bitch ain't got nothing. And when you got everything like me and you sitting at the top with the crown, you don't look down at a scumbag like you. The fact that you're even in a conversation with Cardi B is Cardi's fault. Cardi, you continuing to address Tasha K gives her this space, gives her all the spaces. You made her mainstream. You made her eligible to be verified. Instagram told me by you getting her in the press for the lawsuit, made her eligible for verification. So you are giving her the platform. You are part of the problem. And nobody will tell you that because maybe they're afraid to tell you, or they're your friend like me and don't want to tell you. But I'm saying it to you publicly because that's what it is. And I love you. So this is not coming from a place of hate. This is coming from a place of, of my heart. The audacity that Tasha K would go on Instagram and use innocent children as a ploy to tug at your heartstrings is crazy. Where was you thinking about your baby when you were getting sued for being a I want to use my words uh, wisely. Troglodyte. (laughs) Go Google that. I got to look that one up. What does Troglodyte mean?
2: A hermit, a person who is regarded as being deliberately ignorant or old-fashioned.
0: Listen, I ain't even get it. I only got a GED and I know what that meant. But the point of it is, is that you are trying to manipulate Cardi B. And this is what abusers do. They beat you up, they slap you and take you to go get a Birkin bag. I'm not saying that about you, Offset. I'm just saying that's what people do. And that's what you're trying to do to Cardi. And when people are in a vulnerable state, like a Cardi, yeah, she has 169 million fans million uh, fans on Instagram. Yeah, she's the top of the food chain when it comes to hip-hop right now, uh, female hip-hop right now. Yeah, she's this, she's that. She wears all the design of this. She's still human. She's still human. And every day you put her through all that hell, she got her got, uh, get back by taking you to court and winning. And Cardi, that should have been the end of that. That's your period. I Man, you know what? Hold on, we Carisha at? Period. That's your period. But every time you talk about Tasha K, you put a comma on this story. Mm -hmm. So now here we are. Cardi responded to that video or seemingly responded, which has us all talking about it. And this is what she said. Always tell
10: me this. They say that I am the toughest, weakest bitch. (laughs) But my heart is very big. And I'm not going to make decisions right away about things. I'm, I'm not going to make decisions right away because I got burnt so many times in life. I don't want to talk to my friends because my friends are looking at me like, bitch, don't you fucking ever. I'm not going to talk to my husband because my husband is calling me a pussy. And I'm not going to talk to my fans because I know the chat don't play about me. But I'm going to talk to my mom. I'm going to talk to my mom tomorrow because, let me tell you something, I could tell when somebody is depressed, I could tell when somebody is going through some shit, and I could tell when somebody just feel like they don't have nobody to talk to, surprisingly, it doesn't make me happy. I, I don't I don't wanna make wrong decisions. That's why I wanna I just wanna talk to my mom tomorrow. I wanna talk to my mom. I wanna talk to my lawyers. but stop hurting people. Stop hurting people. take a breather, think. and I'm not telling y'all this because like like I said, don't think that I'm like, these, this, like this type of person that is like, oh, she's so nice. Like, Cardi's such a nice person. Because, bitch, I could get real fucking nasty.
0: Now, that's coming uh, because people are saying they believe that Cardi's going to withdraw the, uh, the judgment against Tasha Kay. You withdraw that judgment against Tasha Kay, and I don't care what reason you do it. Oh, yes, yeah, she has mental health issues. That never came up during court. She never had a doctor come and testify that she had mental health issues, depression. She wasn't suffering from shit until she lost $4 million. You, this person was a proven liar. You proved it in court. And so if you believe the liar and take away the consequence, you're a fucking fool and I love you. And that's coming from the heart. But every gay person that she said has AIDS everybody that you got to get behind you in that fight, there will be no understanding whatsoever and we will think you have lost your mind. You will lose so much support and the people that you think are writing for you when you're on the side of what's right will absolutely turn against you. I won't be able to stand in support of that because we invested as a person of the media who had to defend you when you went after somebody that has free speech who used free speech abused it. For people who rode for you when you went through the ups and downs, privately and publicly, with her. Your husband, who's having a phenomenal rollout of his project right now, who had to endure being labeled somebody that wasn't the father of his own child. Your child, for having to endure rumors before they were even grown enough to understand what rumors meant, that they had an STD. And your father who you've protected on camera from fans or people attacking him being labeled a pedophile. I'm sorry. Ain't no ain't no therapy Charlemagne has had that would made me see the light at the end of that tunnel. And you don't have to have hate in your heart to forgive somebody. You can forgive somebody. And if you want to forgive her for her stuff and wish her uh a well being great, but removing the lawsuit, lifting that what do you get from it? You look you will lose everything from that. Mark my words. Do what you want. Not my lawsuit. Not my lawsuit. But we'll be covering, we'll be talking about it. Now, um, what do you think about everything you just saw and what I said?
3: People need to be held accountable for their actions or they will not learn. Do I think this woman rolled over one morning and had like a come to Jesus moment? I absolutely do not believe that. She just went on Adam 22 and was talking shit. So there, this is all a performative because you lost money. And the only way to get through to a person like this is to hit them where it hurts, and that's their pocket. So she's never going to learn. What she's going to learn is that she can deceive people into winning in situations where she should have lost. That what is what Tasha K will learn out of this situation to me. So hold her to account for what she did. If you want to forgive her after that, you can forgive her privately, whatever you want to do. But she needs to be held to account for her actions. That's my opinion.
2: Cardi, I love Cardi so bad. But we were rooting for you. We were all rooting for you. You have the audio. But I'm going to say this, and this is a big statement but if she's gonna forgive Tasha she might as well forgive Nikki too like Tasha said worse stuff about Cardi B than Nikki has ever said about her yeah I don't think that she should when she was here on the show I'm gonna find the clip but she was saying how you always tell her straight up like whether she likes it or not like the real which is that she should not be clapping back at trolls whether they're like have a platform like this or not so you're right that's mama troll and she should not jump in the comments you know
0: I never thought about the forgiving Nicki Minaj if she forgives uh, uh, um, this woman. Forgiving Nicki Minaj would be easier than this. Mm -hmm. Which is what you basically said. Mm -hmm. Because Nicki's done a lot of things. And I didn't even want to get into a Nicki conversation today. But it's just true. But nothing has risen to this extreme. And in my opinion, and I've never addressed anything Cardi's done in the years we've been friends or we've been covering her like this ever, but I feel so passionately about this topic that I had to. It will have undermined everything that you've done and everything that you stood for and everything that people have supported you. In many ways, Cardi is a hero to lots of celebrities Mm -hmm. because you've stood up for yourself in ways that these people either don't have resources or afraid to, and you won. And if you get tricked out your position from that, girl, you will be a joke to everybody. And people are exhausted with the whole conversation. I think Cardi should take a beat from social media. You in the studio working on your album, focus on your music, continue to build a solid team around you and a solid group of friends who can support you through conversations like this privately and leave it out of public consumption. Because now this has created a conversation that I don't even know that you understand. Do I believe that this is Cardi's way of trying to piece it up? No. I think this is Cardi at a vulnerable time where she feels attacked and not supported uh, and struggling with her own mental health issues, having a heart. But Cardi, that heart, can still live on if this troglodyte don't. And I will say to Tasha Kay, I saw that you've been monetizing my content on Facebook. I snatched that money. So you can either take my clips down or leave them up, but either way that money's coming to me because you weren't gonna give it to Cardi anyway. Cardi, did you even know she was getting money on Facebook? Um, My attorneys are looking at suing you right now. And we're looking at every video you've done and anything that I'm in, that you may have crossed the line. And if I sue you, I'm gonna say this also to uh, Leo Cohen at YouTube. I'm gonna sue YouTube also because they're complicit in allowing you to steal platform. Period. And look, you know, I believe when somebody comes for you or attacks you or does things in a way that are just illegal and hurtful and purposely to try to destroy you, you need to fucking destroy them. That is what the, that's what the, um, Uh, 48 Laws of Power taught me. I read that book twice. I love that book. And those of you that say that ain't the word of the Lord, look, shut the fuck up. You and King James go sit in the closet and y'all have a prayer meeting about it. Me, I'm coming for everything. So don't think that although I feel like I'm up here, that I'm still not looking in the lows of hell where this trash bag exists. Because the minute I find the thing that can take her and her bargain bin clothing into court to take her for everything else that she don't got. I'm gonna do it, but I'm going for the channel, baby. I'm going for the channel. No. So don't think that that's not something that I'm working on. I am I here. the Bible says, "Warning comes before destruction." You just got it, Cardi. Wishing you the best on that one. But uh, what they say? Um, Wait, what's that one saying? Um. Like Whoopi Goldberg said in that movie goes, you in danger, girl. (laughs) That's all. It's time for Thoughts and Prayers. Our grandparents used to always tell us what's done in the dark will always come to light. And ain't that the truth with everyone we talked about today? Between Jada Pinkett Smith and Britney Spears, I think my next book will be a tell-all because the chokehold these two women have put the internet in is unbelievable. And I got some stories that I could share myself. Between these two women, I don't know whose tea is more piping hot. Jada, black Hollywood royalty, opened up to us like she's never done before. Perhaps too much. And Britney, who survived a 13 year conservatorship, is not only blasting her family, but is dragging her ex Justin Timberlake for filth, confirming what we all suspected about him wanting to be accepted enough by the culture to turn a profit and then skedaddle before the block got hot. Whether or not you think Justin Timberlake is a culture vulture. Or just another outsider feeling inspired to pay homage. Britney ate that man up like a hungry ass black vulture preying on a hopeless animal. Like prosecutors are claiming DJ Envy and Cesar Pena did to those investors. Now, again, what's done in the dark will always come to light, even if your fat ass is standing in the middle of the sun. Now, although DJ Envy has yet to face any charges, the world is closely following his case and we will be here to break things down along the way. Just like we're following the case with Jonathan Majors and his ex, who's been arrested for allegedly putting her paws on him after claiming he choked her out. Why does this sound like Johnny Depp and Amber Heard all over again, minus the pooping in the bed story? Now, another thing that's coming to light is Krishan Rock in this interview on the Jason Lee Show premiering next week. I have so much tea in that. I got a little clip for your appetite that's been waiting. Here it is.
1: Look, you see how it was so much tea? I didn't want to spill the tea unless I had to.
0: I mean, in the office, you told me you might be pregnant.
1: Because I said, because you know, like if they-
0: Do you really think you're pregnant, like for real?
1: I'm fertile. I just had
0: a baby. I know, but y'all just had. And he had, nutted. You just had.
1: So it was like. He what? Yeah, it's talking about this is my pussy.
0: Well, I'm that's, being honest. Right? what? Jason
1: Lee, what do you want? The tea?
0: All right, that's it for this episode of the Jason Lee Podcast. Until the next time, make sure that you're following us everywhere on social media, Hollywood Unlocked, Jason Lee Show. Follow us on our own personal social media and tune in, subscribe to our YouTube channel, sign up for the notifications and make sure that you're streaming. Oh, my God. Oh,
1: my God. <laughs> <laughs> so Jason Lee Podcast.